Welcome, and thanks for checking out the Living Word Family Church Sermon Podcast. Before we get to the message, we'd like to invite you to check out Living Word Family Church if you don't already have a church home. For more information, you can check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. Why don't you look, turn to Luke 18.1. How many of you know each of us has an assignment from God? Amen? Everybody has an assignment. Uh, from God. And, and in order to fulfill that assignment, we have to be able to get through this life. And how many of you know that God doesn't give us anything to do that he was, he, that, that, that excludes him? Amen? Amen. Somebody said, well, I have a gift to do this. Well, you have a gift, all right, because he gave you the gift, but you can't accomplish it without him. And many people forget that in the church today. And I'm going to talk to you tonight about it. It's very important because it's it's something that I, I think is highly neglected sometimes, and that's prayer. Because over in Luke 18, 1, and it's, he, Jesus spoke a parable to them, and he said he spake a parable to them that men or women, men and women, the, the church ought always to pray and not lose heart. Another translation says not to faint, not to give up. How many of you know it's easy to faint and give up? Amen? And listen. <laughs> you'll either you'll either go to God and get your strength, or you'll go the opposite way. You, this is this is a very difficult life to live by yourself. How many of you know that? We need the power of God in our life, and and all throughout the Bible we see that where men and women prayed, things happened. God got through them and to them and through them what He willed on this earth. Amen. How many of you know that God has a will for your life? Say, God has a will for my life. Amen. Part of that will is it you he get to know him. How do you get to know somebody? You spend time with them. You begin to pray. That's what praying is all about. And how many of you know it says over in Hebrews eleven six that without faith it's impossible to please God as you must believe that God is, and that he is a rewarder of those that what diligently seek him. How many of you know that one rendering of that word is desire him? How many of you know if we desire God and we seek him, how do you, how do you, when you desire someone, what do you do? You pursue them. Amen? You pursue them. If you pursue God, guess what? You talk to God. How many of you know it's good to talk about God, but not as good as it is to talk to God? Amen? So I remember, <laughs> I've probably told you this before, when I pursued my wife, Sandra, uh, over uh, be 45 years this September, amen. But 46 years ago, I pursued her in a snowstorm in my little MG, and it was snowing down where I couldn't hardly see. But you know what? I could have knocked on her door, never said a word to her, and we wouldn't be married for 45 years. She'd say, what's wrong with you? But I, I had to say something. I had to begin to have a conversation. How many of you know prayer is a conversation with God? It's not a one-way conversation. It's not just you talking to him all the time. It's you listening to what he has to say when you talk. Amen? Amen. And many, many people in the church today have forgotten. We, we, we try to do things on our own. How many of you know, well, I was just having this conversation with Mike Dilley about somebody else. When you try to do something on your own, even if it's something good, you will burn out. And you will quit and you will give up before it's all said and done. 
But when God calls you to something, to do something, he equips you. Then he said, come, I'm going to come alongside you, and I'm going to talk to you, and I'm going to show you a way to go. <laughs> you know, when the, 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 the Spirit of God came, it said when the Holy Spirit comes, he will, what? He will speak to you, but he'll show you things to come. He'll, he'll, he'll instruct you. How many of you know we need instruction today? Amen? Amen. And one of the ways we get that is we begin to pray. How many of you know it's the, probably the most neglected thing in the church today is prayer? Did you know that? Do you know this church was birthed out of, really, out of prayer? It was. It was birthed out of prayer. Pastor Larry and Pam uh, got hooked up with the full gospel, full gospel men and women and began to get excited about God and got filled with the Holy Ghost. How many of you know if you get filled with the Holy Ghost, that's a good opportunity to get going? Amen. You won't go very far without it, without being filled with the Spirit of God. But they got hooked up with that. And the next thing you know, we're having prayer meetings in Linda and Lillian's uh, uh, Minge's house, and there's a number of people there. How many, and we begin to seek out God, where to have the church and where to go. And what, where we ended up in that school building over there. I think it was you, was it you, Ken, or who was that it brought up the school building? I think it was Ken, Ken Beatty. We, but we, we're praying, Lord, where do we go from here? What do we do? Because we could have done a lot of things. There was an old place, and I'm, I know I'm telling a little history here. There's an old place down there south of town, where, and, and it was a house, and behind it was a, like an old shed there. And, we, well, we thought about this. We could have the kids out here, and we could have this over here. And, and, and then, no, that ain't going to do it. And then there was another pole building south of uh, over here off of Peter's Drive, I think it was, wasn't it, Ken? But we were praying, and, and God opened up a way where we got the old school building, high school building, on a Sunday morning, 35 or so people there. Next week, I think there was only 20 there. We're on the stage. But, you know, we went from the stage of, of renting that, room, uh, that building for $50, I think, a week to have church People are excited. People are praying. People are bringing out instruments out of the closet, bringing it into the, uh, every Sunday. You'd have to set up. You'd have to be over there at 5, 30, 6 o'clock. Excitement is zeal. Why? We're praying because we're going and growing. Amen? Then that after, after a time, we had that whole building. That whole building. There used to be, uh, there was an architect in there, and there was a daycare in there, and there was all kinds of things in there. They come in and play basketball. They come, you know, did all kinds of things there. But you know what? At the end of that, we had that whole building, and people were coming and excited. But you know, we had great prayer meeting. Every, every Tuesday, I think it was Tuesday night, we'd have 45, 50 people, sometimes 60 people. Pastor Larry or Pam would preach on praying. Amen. How many of you know you can catch some things when you're around people who can pray? Sometimes there's things that are more caught than taught. But you say, well, I don't know how to pray. I don't know if I need. You don't even need to pray. You can just come and agree. You don't need to be the speaker all the time. You can just come and agree. Say, you agree with that? I agree with that, Lord. I agree with that, what the pastor said. I agree with that prayer because it's your word. Amen? And, but you'll begin to think, now I can begin to pray something like that on my own. Amen? Some of the people I watch, some of the people I revere as great teachers and preachers, I guarantee you they didn't, they didn't start out that way. What'd they do? They got around people that knew where they were going, what they were doing for God. Amen? So I'm telling you this tonight, men and women ought, ought to pray, <laughs> always ought to pray and not faint and not give up. Because if you're not careful, you'll faint and give up. 
How many of you know you want to live long, live strong, and not give up halfway there? Amen. I, I don't know about you. I've, I've been saved more than half my life now. Praise God. But you know what? I feel like I'm a rookie at times. I feel like I need to get on with it. Amen? You know why? Because today I'm closer to the seeing the Lord and standing before him than I was yesterday. And I'm going to I'm have to give an account. He said, well, you, you, well Lord, I, I, I got tired. You know, I, I lived in the United States, and you know, they're looking to retire about 50, 55 years old and go down and play shuffleboard and do that kind of stuff. You know, that ain't going to fly. <laughs> there might be a lot of weeping and gnashing of teeth when he talks to me if I was to do that. Amen? But when you pray, when you pray, when it says he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him, when you pray, what's he reward you with? His very presence. Whew. And in his presence is what? Fullness of joy. And pleasures forevermore. How many of you want to get to that place where you can believe to finish your assignment? Believe that, hey, God's still got plenty for me to do. I don't care what age you are. Age has nothing to do with it. If you've got something to do, do it. Don't look back and say, well, I'm, you know, I'm 70, I'm 75, I'm 80, whatever. I don't care how old you are. You could be 40 and say, well, I'm just, I just don't have anything to do. You get busy listening to God and praying and say, Lord, show me what to do. Show me where to go, what to, what to get involved with. I want to get involved with something. Because wherever you're going and wherever you're doing, I want to be a part of it. Amen? I used to, one of my favorite preachers was John Osteen. And I always hear John Osteen say, I always be, want to be right in the middle of what God's doing on the earth. Amen. How many of you want to be in the middle of what he's doing? Not just hear messages. What's that about? That's about to, to instruct you and give you encouragement and give you a, a, a way to go so you can fulfill the plan and purpose he has for your life and finish that assignment. Amen. Not just come and say, well, that wasn't that good. <laughs> what do you say? I don't know, but it was good, you know. Not, you know, understand what I'm saying? It's not about us. How I many of you know when, it, when you were in the Army, I was in the Navy, doesn't make any difference. I guarantee you, whatever service you're in, it ain't about you, brother. Mm-hmm. And everybody has an assignment. Everybody has stuff to do. But in the, in the, in the Lord's Army, everybody is required to pray. Did you know that? Oh, well, that's just for the pastors, or that's just for the elders, or that's just... No, no, that's for everybody. And I guarantee you, my dad was in the Army in World War II, and he was a cook. But you know, he had to learn, go through boot camp and learn how to use an M1 rifle, and, and he, was, he was in Patton's Army for a while. And they were blowing up bombs around him. Well, you say, well, I, I'm just a cook. No, he had to do his... He had to know what to do when it came to combat as well as cook. How many of you know we're, just, we're not maybe called to certain positions in life in the, in the church, but we're still required to pray because we can't do what he's called us to do without him. Amen? Amen. Say, I ought to pray and not faint and lose heart. Amen. We'll do that if we're not careful. I'm telling you. So we see Jesus. I'm not going to read all these scriptures but we see Jesus after he fed the 5,000. What did Jesus do? Jesus went to the mountain to pray. Isn't that right? 
Jesus went everywhere. He was never caught off guard. Why? Because he was always getting instruction from the Father. And then the Holy Spirit was leading him after that. Amen? I don't believe Jesus got caught off guard at all. I believe he knew when he got ready to do something, he had already seen that. He had already heard that. He's, he knew things. And then in, in the garden, he was praying, and he asked the disciples, could you not tarry with me one hour? Can't you keep your eyes open for a little while? He's asking the church today, will you not pray today for the lost and the hurting and the dying? Will you not pray for revival? Will you not come and pray one hour with a group of people that will pray? Or were you just going to hang out by yourself and do your thing? Jesus prayed in John 17, the high priest's prayer, praying for us and his disciples. He's praying for us. And now... As the high priest over in Hebrews, it tells us he ever lives to make intercession for us. So if Jesus is praying and the, the apostles were praying, guess what? We're to pray too. Amen? This is, this is vitally important. God's wanting to do stuff in this, in this country, in this church, in this area. And how do you think he's going to get it done? He's not going to get it done unless he's got somebody praying. We're his agents on the earth. Amen? Amen. Over in Luke 11.1, 1, the model prayer, he, the disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray. Now, why would they have asked him to teach him to pray? And they've been, why wouldn't they have said, uh, show us how to do miracles, Lord? How about how to cast out devils? He's been seeing, they've been seeing him do that. But what they wanted was, how do you have power to do that? Amen? How he had power to do that was because he would go pray. He was filled with the Holy Spirit, but he would pray. He was led to do it. How many of you know Jesus didn't arbitrarily just go up and clean out everybody that was sick? He went to the ones that God led him to. Amen? He heard God's voice. He listened to him. He communed with him in prayer. And when he got ready to do something, how many of you know he, his, his success rate was really high? Amen? How would you like to have a good high success rate when you pray for people, when you go to lay hands on people, or when you talk to people about the things of God? Amen? You've got to have connection with Him. If you have connection with Him, you're not by yourself. You'll never be intimidated when you're a person of prayer. Do you know that? You'll never be intimidated by people because you know who you are in Christ. Amen. Then we see in the first church, you can turn to Acts chapter 114 if you got that. Uh, did I give you that one? These all continued with one accord and prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and his brother. This was, <laughs> this was in, in the upper room. He told them, go, go tarry there. Amen? And they'd be filled with what? The Holy Ghost and power. And after they were filled, they would be a witness. Say, I want to be a witness. Say it again. I want to be a witness, but I can't do it without him. Amen. Amen. A lot of voices in the world today, but true voices only come through him. Acts 2.42, after they had been filled with the Holy Spirit, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and the breaking of bread, and what? Prayers. Here they were. Church is going and growing. But they're still praying, aren't they? Amen? Amen. So it goes on. The church is growing. 
In Acts chapter 4, you need to read Acts chapter 4. That's after that, Peter and John had been uh, raised a lame man at the gate beautiful. You know, they go back, to, they had been incarcerated or intimidated, and they had been interrogated by the, the, the Sanhedrin and the religious people of the day. How many of you know they're still uh, accusing us of things today? Right? Trying to intimidate us. Well, they go back to their own group, and they didn't pray. They didn't pray that somehow, God, you get us freed from all of that. They said, with all boldness. <laughs> that we might speak your word and that there might be signs and wonders and miracles done by your holy child Jesus, you know. And when they had prayed, the place it said when they had prayed, the place where they were at was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke the word of God with boldness. How many of you know you want your church to grow? How many of you know what you want to be successful with your family to grow? How many of you know that if you want to see deliverance in, in people's lives, you get to pray and, and invite the Holy Ghost, and you begin to proclaim decree things that what the Word of God says, and the next thing you know, you're doing it. Amen? Amen. In other words, step up. Step out and, and do what He's called you to do, and do it with, with the, the power of the Spirit of God. Amen. And in Acts chapter 12, where we read some of this, this is, uh, is, we'll center up on this just for a moment. About that time, Herod the king stretched out forth his hands to afflict and oppress and torment some who belonged to the church or the assembly. I'm reading it off of there. So, and he killed James and brother of John with a sword. And when he saw that it was pleasing to the Jews, he proceeded further and arrested Peter also. This was during the day of unleavened bread, the Passover week. And verse 5 says, So Peter was kept in prison, but fervent, say fervent, prayer for him was persistently made to God by the church assembly. The very night before Herod was about to bring him forth, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers fastened with two chains and sentries before the door regarding the prison now he was asleep <laughs> could you sleep you just been your 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 associate has been <laughs> has been killed and now you're lining up to be next and he's laying there asleep i tell you what that's the peace of god i don't care what you say that's the peace of god and suddenly say suddenly an angel of the lord appeared standing beside him and a light shone in the place where he was and the angel gently smote Peter on that side and awakened him, saying, Get up quickly. And the chains fell off his hands. And the angel said to him, Tighten your belt and bind on your soul, uh, sandals. And he did so, and he said to him, Wrap your outer garment around you and follow me. And Peter went without a long, a long following him, and he was not conscious that what was apparently being done to him by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. I don't even know. I don't, I don't, you know. When they had passed through the first guard and the second, they came to the iron gate which leads into the city. Of its own accord, the gate swung open and they went out and passed on through this one street. And at once the angel left him. How many of you know Peter had to put his own clothes on? In other words, God won't do what you can do for yourself, but he will come along and help you with the things you can't do. Amen? Amen. I got a call to go. Think of the child. I got a call to go to Niger. I'm going to do it myself. No, you ain't. You ain't going to start 52 churches and do all that they've done without the help of God, right? 
He's called you. He'll, he'll equip you. He'll anoint you to get it done. But you can't do it without him. Then Peter came to himself and said, Now I really know and sure that the Lord has sent his angel and delivered me from the hands of Herod and from all the Jewish people were expecting to do to me. When he, had, at a glance, became aware of this, comprehending all the elements of the cast, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where a large number of uh, a number were assembled together and were what? Praying. And he knocked on the door, and, and a girl named Rhoda came to answer. And rec recognizing Peter's voice, in her joy, she failed to open the gate, but ran in and told the people that Peter was standing before the porch gate. In one rendering, it says, they prayed all night. Listen, if we want to see deliverance for people we love, or the, the church grow, or have revival, guess what we have to do? We have to pray. Amen? We can't neglect prayer. The most neglected thing in the church today is prayer. If we would gather together and begin to cry out to God, God, move on our behalf. Move on this sovereignly. Deliver so-and-so. Heal Pastor Larry. You've already paid the price for it. We, we're standing in and agreeing with what you've done. And take it serious. If we begin to do that, we, we would begin to see this house filled, I'm telling you. Why? Because people will come because we'll have an answer for them. Can somebody say amen? Amen. So it's vital that we pray. Over in, in uh, Romans 12, verse 9 through 13, it says this. Did I give you that one? This is, this is our Christian conduct. This is amplified again. Let your love be sincere, a real thing. Hate what is evil, loathe all ungodliness. Turn in horror from wickedness, but hold fast to which is good. Love one another with brotherly affection as members of one family. Give precedence and showing honor to one another. Never lack in zeal and earnest endeavor. Be aglow and burning with the Spirit serving the Lord. Rejoice and exalt in hope. Be steadfast and patient in suffering and tribulation. Be what? Read that last one for me. Be what? Constant in what? Prayer. Amen? Amen. If the apostles had to do it, if Jesus did it, we need to do it today. We can't not neglect. Well, I'm just a, I just go to the church. I don't, you know, I help out when I can and I do things. No, you're here to pray. You're here to lift up the things of God. You're here to see the lost saved. You're here to, when Pastor Scott or whoever's in this pulpit says, gives an altar call, you, we've already bathed that in prayer. There's somebody here who needs God today. There's somebody here that needs a gift of the Spirit operation in operation. It may be you. It may be somebody else. There's somebody here that needs deliverance. There's somebody here that needs healed. There's somebody here that needs help. And we've already prayed about it. How many times, you know, listen, the gifts of the Spirit aren't so hard to utilize. You begin to pray. Say, God, use me to help somebody else. It ain't about me. I'm just a vessel to be used. And the next thing you knew, you have a thought. Well, somebody's back's hurting or, or somebody's got a headache or they're going through a hard time with a relationship. Guess what? God's calling you out. It ain't about you. It ain't about me. It's about God trying to get through to somebody to help them. And we're going to do our part. But how do you get there? You begin to pray. 
Amen? Amen. I'm encouraging you tonight. Every one of you has, <laughs> can have a zeal for prayer if you allow yourself to. Every one of you can make a prayer meeting and come in and say, come on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hook up together with all of you tonight. We, we should have a prayer meeting at least this size every, every Tuesday night. And Monday after that softball practice is over. over <laughs> after I quit playing softball. Amen. Get them to move it to Tuesday and I will have it on. Anyway, but see, praise team, come on up. We're going to take a moment. I'm going to read you some things that encourage me. You know, I, I, get, I, get, I go on once in a while and I'll bring up stuff about prayer. Or I'll bring up stuff about revival and I'll bring up, because it's, it encourages me to read about from somebody that's been through stuff. How I many of you know you can have mentors that are still not alive today? Amen? We, it, you know, you want to you get uh, uh, operating in the gifts of the Spirit and the power of God? Read Wigglesworth's books. <laughs> read John G. Lake's books. Amen? Read somebody that's done something. Amen? Listen to what... Prayer is the real work. Evangelism is just the mopping up. <laughs> Amen? How about John Bunyan? Prayer will make a man cease from sin or sin will entice a man to cease from prayer you want to avoid temptation what did jesus say in the garden <laughs> pray to avoid temptation right amen martin luther prayer is not overcoming god's reluctance but laying hold of his willingness amen charles spurgeon the great preacher charles spurgeon i would rather teach one man to pray than ten to uh, one man to pray than ten to preach Here's one I really like. Whoever's heard about Hudson Taylor? Hudson Taylor, a missionary to China. 18-year-old Hudson Taylor wandered into his father's library and read a gospel tract. He couldn't shake off its message. Finally, falling to his knees, he accepted Christ as a Savior. Later, his mother, who had been away, returned home. When Hudson told her the good news, she said, I already know. Ten days ago, the very date on which you... You tell what you tell me, you read that track. I spent the entire afternoon in prayer for you until the Lord assured me that my wayward son had been brought into the fold. Now listen to what he did. Hudson Taylor lived 18, 1832 to 1905, was a famous missionary in China. He was the founder of the China, China Inland Mission, which at his death included 205 mission sta uh, stations with over 800 missionaries and 125 Chinese Christians. He spent 51 years in China. His mother prayed and prayed him in. Now, would he have done it? I don't know. But what better person than to pray than this group here for other people? What better group? I mean, Spurgeon says, Spurgeon's Boiler Room. I'll read this one, then we'll close out. Five young college students were spending a day in London so they went to hear the famous C.H. Spurgeon preach. While waiting for the doors to open, the students were greeted by a man who asked, Gentlemen, let me show you around. Would you like to see the heating plant of this church? They were not particularly interested, for it was a hot day in July. But they didn't want to offend the stranger, so they consented. The young men were taken down a stairway, a door was quietly opened, and there the guide whispered, This is our heating plant. Surprised, the students saw 700 people bowed in prayer, seeking a, blessing, seeking a blessing 
on the service that was about to begin in the auditorium above. Softly closing the doors, the gentleman, the gentleman introduced himself. It was none other than Charles Spurgeon. 700 people praying for us for a service. How do we get people to, to, to not only get saved, but to live for God? We get them praying. We, gotta, we have to have communication with the Father. We have to have communication with the Holy Spirit. We have to bring ourselves to that. Listen, if, if, if nothing else comes out of this tonight, I would encourage you, Lord, help me to pray. As, as the, or the disciples asked Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray. Lord, teach me to pray. If I can do nothing else, help me to pray for somebody that's lost. Help me to pray for Living Word Family Church to be a, a, a beacon of light throughout the darkness that we see people come in like a hospital for the wounded and hurting, that we might see deliverance and healing. Amen? Amen. He's calling us today. This is our time. Amen? I, I tell people all the time, people laying in nursing homes, people that, that, are, that have been Christians, well, I can't do anything. You can do a lot. You can pray. Pray for me. Pray for Pastor Scott. Pray for this church. People, tell people that. Say, I'm praying for you. And then mean it. Amen? We want the lost saved and, and, and the, the church on fire, the church alive. The zeal of God consume us with prayer. Amen? Amen. Stand to your feet. Praise the God. Praise God. One other one. Oswald Chambers, a fam famous man of prayer. With, we have to pray with our eyes on God, not our difficulties. Amen. Now, I'll just ask you tonight, if, if you don't know Jesus, this would be your greatest opportunity. This would be your night. Don't put it off one more day. We're one heartbeat away from eternity. All of us. And you don't want to go out without knowing him. You might live a long time, just like Elsie Doty lived 94 years. But then again, you might not. But Elsie Doty knew the Lord. Knew the Lord, so she's in heaven. Died peacefully listening to hymns. Amen. But if you're not sure about your salvation tonight, I would ask you, don't put it off. It's a free gift. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe on him should not perish but have everlasting life. Amen? So if that's you, I'll be up here to pray with you about that. And there'll be others that are up here to pray for you with anything else about other things if you're going through something. But I would challenge you. This is a challenge and an encouragement. Start to pray. God, help me. Help me to have time to pray at home on my own. But help me to be a part of the corporate prayer that goes on here at Living Word Family Church. If you're a guy, get up and be here at 7 o'clock on Saturday morning and pray with us. We're trying to learn some stuff. We're, we're going through Brother Hagin's book, Authority of the Believer. And we're talking about talking to things and speaking things out and praying things out. Amen? Tuesday night we have prayer. And we, we lift up all kinds of stuff. But be a part of it. If you put a prayer request in, come be a part of it. Amen. Amen. Say God's good. Amen. All the time.
and is good to me. Thanks for listening. We hope that this message encouraged and equipped you in your walk with Christ. Make sure to follow us on Facebook or Instagram to stay updated with what's going on at Living Word Family Church. Have a great day.